0: Welcome to the So You're Ready to Date podcast. I'm Lisa. And I'm Angie. And here's what we talk about all things dating, love, and relationships, and most importantly, having fun.
1: Join us for practical advice for dating successfully on your terms. Welcome aboard. And enjoy the ride. Welcome everybody to a super special episode of So You're Ready to Date. It's the end of our first season. Yay! We made it this far. Episode 12 here. So we thought we would take a moment to kind of look back and reflect on the uh, 11 previous episodes and pick out some of our favorite bits of advice, our favorite topics, the things that stuck out to us as we kind of reflected on this past season. So this is your opportunity to yes, go back and binge listen to all of those episodes. But if you want that little cheat sheet, the cliff notes, this is going to be the episode for you. And maybe it's going to spark something be like, Oh, I want some more on that. So then you go back and listen to the full episode and get the, you know, the whole experience on what we've been talking about this season as we kick off, you know, you're starting to date. How do we start this whole process?
0: Yay. So I love the fact that we are at the end of season one. That is so much fun. We made it and we are so happy that you came along for the ride. But digging into our list of favorites, when we went ahead and did that, I guess, Lisa, I think we should start off with Trusting your gut. I think that's a huge one. Very important. Came up in several episodes. I believe the first time we talked about that was probably episode two when we were talking about safety, but it has been a theme throughout our whole season is trust your gut. I feel like that's probably the one thing that was in almost every
1: episode. At some point, one of us brought up the fact that, Hey, if someone's feeling hinky, if your gut is saying, no, this is not right. (laughs) So if you've taken anything from this first season, it's to build that intuition, to build that trust with your gut so that when (laughs) inevitably something kind of strikes you the wrong way, you feel confident to, to deal with it in a way that is most supportive to you.
0: Because it's oftentimes something can come up and be and feel just a little off and you can dismiss it and not trust yourself and think, oh, well, it's no big deal. Everybody else is comfortable with this or likes this, but you're the one in that energy and that energy can feel off, even if the situation itself is not off. So I really love this concept, and I think that is probably the number one takeaway from the entire season is to trust your gut to help you avoid dangerous situations and to know when to give somebody a second chance. Maybe you had a flop of a first date, but your gut is just saying, "Mm, you know, there's something about this guy or this girl, and I really like them, and I think I should try again. And everybody else in your life is like, (laughs) that was a terrible day. Why would you do that? Trust your gut. Trust your gut and go on that second date too. So it can go both ways. It can keep you safe. It can lead you to the love of your life. It is never going to steer you wrong. Our intuition is there for a reason. Thank you for clarifying. Cause I think I was thinking of it more in the, like,
1: from our safety episode. And that's like, when something feels wrong. <laughs> trust your gut. But I think that's beautiful to bring up that it should be for both, you know, the good and the bad of any situation. Because like you said, just because something didn't go perfectly the first time doesn't mean you're ready to write them off. If there's still something kind of deep down telling you, yeah, there's something there. There's something worth it there.
0: I think of it like You know, the movie Hitch, do you remember when they go on that first date and he takes her to Ellis Island and she sees her grandfather, I think it's her grandfather's name in the book. And, you know, she freaks out about that because he was a murderer and then they go get on the (laughs) jet skis and he kicks her off and she falls off her jet ski doesn't work. And it's like this worst first date ever. And then his face blows up and they just have this horrible time. And it turns out that it's the right one because she's like, I don't know. There's just something about him. Trust your gut. That's all that is, is intuition. And we have all been in those situations. And it is often that we ignore what our intuition is telling us to think with our logical mind. And that's not always the best idea. And also as like a gentle reminder too, that there are
1: going to be times that we completely ignore that little voice. We've all done it. We all do it. We continue to do it no matter how checked in we get, but to, to just to know that sometimes we have those learning experiences. And so the next time, hopefully we've built a little stronger faith and trust in that gut.
0: So we don't have to make that mistake again. <laughs> yes, very much so. I think that really covers number one from top to bottom through all of our episodes. It'll probably be a reoccurring theme. So stay tuned. And if we need to do more episodes or you want some more insight on how to trust your gut when it comes to dating, let us know. We'll be happy to do more of that because as you could tell, it is a subject and a topic that we are both pretty passionate about.
1: As it almost turns into another episode about our intuition. (laughs)
0: Starting with that one, you know, right. Obviously it is our favorite. We did not save the best for last. We gave you the best up front.
1: I think another one that we talked about in several points throughout the season was about managing your expectations. I feel like that was one that we, I don't want to say hammered home because that feels a little bit forceful, but I think we gently encouraged multiple times throughout the season to not jump from first date to wedding in like that space of a conversation, letting that date be just fun, letting dating be a chance to go out and try something new, do something new, meet somebody new. Yeah, it's great and fun to kind of think into the future, but not letting that hijack the present so that we don't get to enjoy the new experiences and people we're meeting right now.
0: I agree. I think that is another favorite spot in, in our season and things that we talk about, because in addition to kind of what you're talking about, releasing expectations is a completely freeing process for us as humans in general, because all of our disappointments come from unmet expectations. And so when you release those expectations on a date, when you release those, other person from expectation, it becomes a whole lot more fun and you don't have to ride an emotional roller coaster on this process we call dating.
1: So slightly more realistic, you know, down to earth, taking it just, you know, one meeting at a time, one conversation at a time. And yes, allow yourself to daydream. We're not trying to squash that, but not expecting him to show up and be Prince Charming because that's the story that you've written in your head. So <laughs> Realistic expectations of him as being a human, you're being a human. So we're not saying that the only it's only expectations on the other person, but there's also expectations on ourselves that sometimes we have to show up as this perfect person, or we have to show up and put on this front and knowing that the expectation should be I'm gonna show up as my true, authentic, awesome self, and that's gonna be
0: enough for the right person. Which leads into favorite moment number three and four, but we'll go to three first. Favorite. Moment number three is making sure that when you're dating, you're including someone else in your life, but you're not losing yourself. So showing up as your authentic self throughout the dating process. We talked about that quite a bit, especially at the end or, you know, most more recent episodes, we talked about that as making sure that you are still doing the things that you enjoy and that somebody else is coming alongside you and that you're not giving up what you enjoy and you are not going and doing and becoming a person that you don't like to please someone else.
1: You know, I think we talked in one of those episodes where we're like, okay, just because, you know, this new boyfriend or girlfriend, whoever it is, likes this particular team, you go out and buy all of their team gear because, you know, now you support them. Like, it's fine if you like that stuff, by all means, support that. But don't, like Angie said, you're not morphing yourself into this idealized version who likes all the things that this other person is and so that your friends and family don't recognize who you are, because hopefully that's what attracted you to, to each other is that you liked different things. You could introduce your, this new person to something new and vice versa and keeping a good firm grip on what makes you, you, because ultimately (laughs) I think if you're having a relationship where you have to morph into something, it's not probably destined to be long term but you don't want to end a relationship and be like oh i don't even know what i like anymore it reminds me like runaway bride where she didn't know what kind of eggs she liked because she always liked the eggs of whoever she was engaged to marry and so she had to eat all the different kind of eggs to figure out what she likes don't let yourself be that person where you get to the end of a relationship
0: and you you don't even know what you like to do anymore uh now that we're talking I I had another idea concept thought pop into my mind is when you morph into somebody that you don't recognize, when you pick up hobbies and habits and interests and activities that you don't enjoy and you're doing it for someone else, that other person oftentimes doesn't know that you don't enjoy those things. You're doing it with nothing being said. And all of a sudden you're putting expectations on the other person to recognize that you're doing this for them. And they're not going to recognize that you're doing it for them because they think that it is something that you genuinely enjoy because you put yourself in that situation. And that leads to a lot of feelings of resentment, a lot of walls, a lot of lack of communication. So just make sure that you are doing things because you authentically enjoy them. And if you don't authentically enjoy them, but still choose to partake once in a while, have a conversation. And if you need to refresher on kind of how to approach that conversation and what that looks like. Go back to episode 11, I think. Yes. Okay. Thank you, Lisa.
1: Because <laughs> <laughs> that one, we did talk a lot about how not to lose yourself in a relationship, but I think might've been like even our banter episode, which I think was five, that might have some ideas on It's about talking to people. So again, plenty of opportunities. As always, we're happy to talk more about this stuff. <laughs> So if any of these, to- any of the like highlights we've brought up are like sparking, I want more information. So you're ready to date at gmail.com. you throw it out here. Now we'll do it again at the end of the episode. Let us know because we can certainly by all means, dive
0: deeper into some of these topics. We will happily do that. <laughs> yes. yes, Always. And so talking about being your authentic self from that perspective, once you're already in the relationship, another highlight or another favorite moment was talking about showcasing our authentic self if we're getting started in online dating and setting up dating profiles. And I think that's really important, but really fun because it gives us a place to shine and gives us a place to show up as who we are. So that we're attracting people who are actually attracted to the energy that we radiate all the time instead of the energy that we put out for the sake of that profile.
1: And I think it's one of those great ways to to give people instant conversation starters. When you showcase that like weird, weird is the wrong word, unique habit or fun little hobby or whatever it is that you like to do, that gives people a, a way to kind of come into your messages and say, Hey, I saw you did this. I've never participated in this. Tell me more about it. So it's a way to yeah, show how wonderful you are and how amazing you are, but it gives people an inlet into your life so that they can start to have that conversation with you.
0: Hopefully then it sparks something else. And just putting it in pictures and putting it in words and writing that all down and putting that whole package together it's just going to give you a more authentic dating experience, online experience, which is hard enough on its own. So authentic experiences are way better than fake experiences. And it just gives you the the groundwork, lays the groundwork and gives you the footings for as authentic ex- of an experience as you can have in the online world. <laughs> Thank you for that little, like, <laughs> that little asterisk. <laughs> like
1: In the online world, take it with a grain of salt. It's going to be... <laughs>
0: Or online after all, you know, we all know that everything you see on the internet is true, right? Moving on to the next favorite moment, I would say one of them is when we talked about taking dating offline, right? So we're talking about our favorite parts of doing the online dating. Another episode, we focused on taking that offline and meeting people authentically and growing our relationships. And I personally love that that whole episode, but that topic of stretching your muscles, using your muscles and starting small and talking to strangers. And we talked about giving out compliments and we talked about how to start connecting with people and taking the focus off of ourselves, putting the focus on the other person to help calm our nerves and to help build relationships and help get us comfortable in Being around, communicating with and engaging with other human beings and bringing that human connection back into it versus the connection through a screen. I don't remember which episode it was, but yes, we talked about several different ways that you could practice this without it being within like
1: a dating scenario. So there's plenty of opportunities within like your day-to-day life that you get to do this. Is it always easy? No, it's not something that I enjoy particularly doing because it means talking to people and it's not always my favorite thing, but (laughs) I do realize that is a necessary skill to be able to have a genuine conversation with somebody without an expectation. Here, we're coming kind of back to those expectations. The more you kind of practice with other people of just having like a genuine conversation and trying to connect with people, then when you do happen upon somebody who you might be interested in asking out, then you've kind of had this practice. You have this muscle kind of built up and ready to go. And then I think it feels way more authentic and way more natural to kind of have that conversation of like, Hey, I've really enjoyed chatting to you in line. Do you have time for coffee? So it's a skill that's going to transfer
0: to beyond dating. I, I love that. And I'm going to share a personal story here that Lisa, you and I both had an experience with, but I'm actually going to share my genuine experience and how I felt in this moment. Right. We recently, so for all of you listeners out there talking about, we recently went and took a dance class. It was a community dance class in hip hop and breakdance style. Don't picture it. Came to <laughs> picture it. It was very funny, but don't picture it. But we're in the back of the classroom and we are having a ton of fun. But we are also probably not the youngest people in the room maybe even the oldest people in the room. And that's okay. I'm totally okay with that too. But where it gets uncomfortable is that I felt like the instructors knew that we were the oldest people in the room and they really weren't inviting us to engage and participate. That was the energy that I was feeling and that is a self-reflected energy, right? I'm not saying that they felt that way, but after the class was over, I forced myself to go up and say, thank you for hosting the class. Go up and ask some questions about that and go up and engage with the instructors of the class to kind of calm that energy And to break myself out of my shell, push myself even further outside of my comfort zone than I was already in and build up a relationship with somebody who could teach me a skill and has the background potential and structure to teach me a skill that I am now interested in learning because I went out and tried something new.
1: Wonderful. I don't know, like looking back, I kind of see that. But in the moment I was like, I think I was just too involved in how much fun the three of us were having. (laughs) I wasn't overly worried because I knew I'm like, wasn't going in there with any idea that I was going to be in the next backup dancer to anything. But, But that's how you can kind of translate that skill outside of trying to date somebody offline, but expanding your circle, expanding the experiences you have, getting yourself out there and trying new things always.
0: Right, there was a great opportunity to compliment The other dancers that were in there trying to learn that new skill, there were some that caught on very quickly and were doing an excellent job. And it was a great opportunity to just walk up and say, hey, you're really good at this or, hey, have you done this before? And it's one of those, I know sometimes when we're sitting here and don't have those real life examples to fall on, it can be hard to see how to engage in those conversations. But here we are in the middle of this dance class watching and had an excuse to go up and talk to the instructors afterwards but also to compliment the people in the class that we saw that were doing really good or the people that were really trying. Or you can go up and say, hey, I'm really struggling with this part. How are you getting that to somebody else who was standing next to us that I watched was doing really well and catching on to a part that I was really struggling with in the moment. So there was lots of opportunities to engage with other people in that room. And we went in there, you and I went in there or all three of us went in there with no expectation of anything else. But that's a great social event where you're going to meet other people who are interested in the same things that you're interested in if you're putting yourself out there and trying something new. So just a great way with a lot of icebreakers there that when you're just looking around, you can find them without even really thinking too hard about it.
1: Yes. I love the like not thinking too hard about it. I've done something simple as like we were at a pool once. I'm like, I love your swimsuit. It looks great. Simple as that. We didn't have a conversation (laughs) beyond the fact that I told this girl she had a cute swimsuit on and I've done it in the store. I'm like, oh, I love your shoes. So sometimes it's about finding like those little things or saying, hey, thank you so much for your help. You were so polite or whatever it is, but stop getting so in your head that it has to be this perfect way to kind of segue in. Because quite frankly, if you come in and compliment somebody on anything, I think they're so taken aback that somebody took the time out of their day to say something nice Because I think we get bombarded so sufficiently with the like, not great part of like, hey, you did this wrong. Hey, this was not the way it was. You messed up. So when somebody comes and says, hey, thank you for doing this. This was amazing. They're like, oh,
0: yeah, um, thank you. (laughs) Exactly. Which will lead into the next favorite moment of calming your nerves. When you look outward and you are focused on the other person, it calms your nerves. And we talked about that as far as going on a date and making a plan and being prepared and calming your nerves that way. But we also talked about, and one of my favorite points is, when we're interested in the other person and when we're focused on the other person and finding the good in the other person and engaging in a conversation about the other person that we're with, it takes the nerves out of it because then we're not focused on ourselves. We don't let that negative self-talk get us down. We don't want that negative self-talk drag us into worrying about whether or not we're saying the right thing because we're genuinely interested in somebody else. And so again, you can practice what we were just talking about before with building those relationships and taking dating offline and just talking to the people that you interact with on a daily basis and practice focusing on them. That makes it a lot easier to bring that into your dating life when you're on a date to focus on the other person and take that pressure off of you and and lose those nerves in that process.
1: Yeah. And I think in that respect, it kind of maybe lets you leak some ideas or some information about yourself into the conversation. So, I mean, hopefully you're having like a back and forth and there's an exchange and the other person is asking questions, but if you're, you know, been kind of more focused on that other person, maybe there's something that they mentioned that kind of segues good into something that you do so that you can start bringing yourself into the conversation in a way that doesn't feel awkward or weirdly braggy or, just maybe doesn't feel like in tune with the rest of the conversation. So letting yourself kind of naturally insert certain things in. And we've talked about this a several times in a couple of episodes about having scripts for things that you want to talk about, questions you have, how to get out of a situation, letting yourself be fully prepared for a situation so that anything that pops up, you feel like may not have the perfect answer, but you might have a answer. And I think
0: that's another moment that didn't maybe make the the top favorites list when we were talking about it but that's another way to focus on someone else and calm your nerves is to make those make those lists and have those scripts So I think maybe that should have made our our top favorite moment. Uh, It didn't make mine, but I think it does go nicely hand in hand with calming your nerves and using that as a tool to calm your nerves. And I think that was an important point that we talked about a few different times throughout the season.
1: I think one of my favorite parts of the season is when we kind of talked about burnout, because I think it's something that we need to discuss, whether you're dating online, offline, all of this stuff is wonderful and great and fun. But at a certain point, maybe it feels not fun. Maybe it feels overwhelming and allowing yourself that time and that space to step back and figure out, do I like doing this? Do I need to tweak what I'm doing and giving ourselves always that permission to take a break? for a week, a month, a year, <laughs> whatever it ends up being. And then hoping to come back a little bit more refreshed and excited and enthusiastic about this whole process. Because ultimately, we we hope you're having fun as you go out there and start dating, because that should be the whole point of this is it's not supposed to be another job where you have to like clock in and to check the apps now. And I have to respond. No, this is, should be about Oh, he seems interesting. She seems interesting. I want to get to know them better. And if you're ever at that point where none of this is sparking any kind of joy, then that is usually your first hint that maybe we need to reevaluate what we're doing.
0: When you are dating, check your why. Why are you dating? your goal or your intention may be to find a long-term partner. It may be to just have fun. It may be somebody to spend time with, but that's not necessarily your why that's your what. So why, why are you looking for someone? Are you looking for someone because you think you need someone to complete you? Are you looking for someone because you want somebody to come alongside you and share your life with you, right? That is the, Correct answer. There is no correct answer. But if you're looking for somebody to complete you, I think I would probably recommend taking a step back and doing some internal work. But if you're looking for somebody to come alongside and share your life and not be the center of your world, you're looking for somebody to enrich your life and make your life better. So you are looking for somebody to have fun with. So if that joy goes out of the process, it may be time to step back because that's the whole point of the process is to bring more joy to your life. So the dating process should be joyful.
1: Yes hundred percent because like you said, otherwise, why am I doing this? And, you know, remind yourself, there's no timeline. There's no, you have to get it done by a certain age or a certain, anything like that. And I think anybody who knows anything about like, like law of attraction and manifestation, all of a sudden you come at it from this space of, you know, oh my gosh, there's not enough people. There's not enough time. This like anxious, panicky energy. And speaking from personal experience, that's when like you start to attract The people who are not good for you. And that's what prompted my break about a month ago was that I think I was in this energy of just like, I just have to have something, somebody, I have to be pretending, attempting I'm doing this. So I think you kind of attract what you put out there. So for sure. <laughs> just taking that into account of it feels like all of your dates lately have just been duds. Then maybe it's time to step back
0: and, and evaluate <laughs> what am I putting <laughs> out there right now? <laughs> I think that is, that is something that's a favorite moment because above all, my favorite thing about this is we are really focusing on self-care and dating, right? We're talking about how to date. We're, we're coming out here talking about tips, tricks, things, telling stories, sharing stories. But the whole thing is about self-care and dating and taking care of ourselves while we're on this journey to help us find that partner, because it's really important to have that healthy relationship that we are taking care of ourselves in the process, which is, you know, another reason that stepping away when you're experiencing some burnout is so important.
1: Lovely. Thank you for mentioning like the self-care and dating. (laughs) Ultimately, yes. (laughs) Those two things I know seem like they're they anticipate to each other, but really they should go very much hand in hand.
0: <laughs> if you are taking care of yourself and your cup is full, then you have overflow to fill other people's cups, which is part of what dating is. It is a give and take. And so you have to be able to give to that relationship too. And if you're not taking care of yourself and doing the right things in the dating process for yourself, Your cup will be empty and you won't have that to give to your partner. And more than finding the partner that's right for you, dating is about being the partner that is right. There was a gem right
1: there. That's
0: going on the next
1: t-shirt, right?
0: (laughs) (laughs) And I think that rounds out our top 10 favorite moments from season one, right, Lisa? Did I miss anything? Eh, If we did, we will, we'll get back to it. (laughs) Those are our top 10 takeaways from season 1. Go back and listen to them all. There's there's way more gems in there than that, but those are just some of the some of the major takeaways that we wanted to reiterate and reshare with you because they are our favorite moments, favorite tips and things that have helped us most on our relationship journeys whether that be dating, whether that be long-term relationships with our significant others, whether that just be in life in general, those are, those are the things that have helped us along the way to develop those healthy relationships. And we will see you at the beginning of season two. Yes. So if you had a favorite moment from season
1: one, email us, let us know what was your favorite part. You have a dating question. Please let us know because we want to be able to put out episodes that have content that you guys are interested in listening to. And if you've got a story that you want to share with us, if you want more information, if there's something you want us to dive deeper in, please email us at so you're ready to date at gmail.com. We're not quite sure when season two is going to go live. Uh, we're working on planning that all out. We've got some more fun stuff coming for you. So make sure that you're subscribed to the podcast so that, you know, when new episodes come out, we're going to do better at making sure we post stuff so that people know when new episodes are out because. It's one of the things you get to do. So thank you very much for listening to our first season. It's been so much fun to talk dating with you guys and to share all of our thoughts and feelings and stories. And we have so much more exciting stuff coming up in our next season, which will be out shortly.
0: So we won't be away too long. Right. So we will see you then. And again, follow us so that you don't miss when season two goes live and all of the great things that are going to come with it. There's going to be some really cool surprises along the way. We will see you shortly.